Hey, this is the Mark Butler Show, episode 36. And this week, I want to take a break from Bookkeeping 101, maybe a permanent break. I feel like maybe we've wound down Bookkeeping 101 and kind of covered what we needed to there. Send me an email if you disagree and if you have other questions you want covered. If you're new to the podcast, then uh, over the last couple of months, you've been missing a series that I'm calling Bookkeeping 101, where I'm trying to teach solopreneurs the language of bookkeeping as part of my goal to help solopreneurs become your own CFO. But this week, we're taking a break, maybe a permanent break from Bookkeeping 101, because there's a topic that I've had in my mind for a long, long time. And a couple of months ago, I even recorded a podcast episode about this subject. I edited it. I put it in my podcast host as a draft, and then I decided not to publish it yet, because I just wanted to make sure that before I published it, I felt like it was coming from a positive place with no anger, no cynicism, no criticism, and just trying to start a productive conversation give people some some valuable food for thought. And that's on the subject of transparency in the world of coaching, in particular in the world of business coaching. So now I'm going to play that, that episode for you, and uh, I'll be curious to hear your thoughts about it. But this was originally going to be episode 25, so that's what it says in the intro. It's actually episode 36. So I hope you enjoy it, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, this is the Mark Butler Show, episode... 25. And I want to keep this one very short. I want to share one thought with you. You may disagree with this thought. You may agree with this thought. Either way, email me, mark at markbutler.com or at markbutlershow on Twitter. Tell me what you think of this idea. Here it is. If a person is offering to give you generalized business coaching, meaning if a person is offering to help you pick your target market, develop your offer, uh, hire the contractors that will help you create the materials, the website, the content, the copy, advise you on all of that, advise you on pricing, advise you, advise you on business model and fulfillment. If, if a person is offering to help you and advise you on all of those things, I'm all for that. If that person is also willing to share with you her financial details in her business. Now, on one hand, that seems to me like it should feel obvious and not a big deal. I'm offering to give you business coaching, and in my offer to give you business coaching, I probably told you how I've got this great business and how I've, it's giving me the lifestyle I've always dreamt of and Maybe it gave me this house that I've taken a picture of and put on my website, and maybe it's paid for this vacation that I'm sharing on my Instagram stories. It's given me all of these things, and now I can help you achieve the same thing. Well, it seems completely basic and reasonable to me for you as the prospective client to say, that all sounds amazing. I would just like to review your financials. The reason that seems so basic and so obvious to me is because I know that the transactions are the truth. The financials are the truth of a business. So if you're telling me that you can help me create my dream business, then you need to be willing to share with me the detail, the evidence and the proof that your business is my dream business. It doesn't mean I have to do it in exactly the same way you've done it. It doesn't mean your financials have to be perfect. It doesn't mean I'm trying to judge you or doubt you or prove you wrong. It just means I, as your prospective client, 
before I pay you what is sometimes a huge amount of money to supposedly teach me to create my ideal business, before I pay you to do that, I need to see your business at the level of the numbers so that I can understand whether the business you're actually running is one that appeals to me. Because it should go without saying, maybe it doesn't go without saying, but it should go without saying that beautiful photography does not necessarily correlate strongly with a healthy, balanced business and business owner. It is very easy to present a story, to tell a story on a website, to tell a story on a social media feed that makes a business look a certain way. But the reality is your vacation in Europe has nothing to do with whether or not you're capable of giving me great business advice or qualified to give me great business advice. Now, I'm afraid I might sound cynical here, but I'm not trying to sound cynical. I'm trying to sound sensible, basic, obvious. Just It's this idea that we've created false links between beautiful photography, cherry-picked numbers, meaning six-figure launch, seven-figure business. So numbers that business owners can cherry-pick from their business and numbers that, frankly, sometimes they can just plain fudge. Like, I don't see, lie feels like too strong of a word, but there's definitely some massaging happening. There's definitely some cherry-picking cherry picking happening in this world of coaching where when I tell you that I'm running a seven-figure business, I need to know what you mean by that. I need to see the supporting documents because maybe you run a seven-figure business, but maybe that means you've had seven-figure revenue total all time. Okay, that's one thing. Maybe it means if you were to do over a 12-month period what you did last month, you would be at seven figures. Or maybe it means you actually have collected more than $1 million in revenue in a 12-month period, in which case then you're actually a seven-figure business. But all of those other things do not make you a seven-figure business. And even if you are a seven-figure business, that's not interesting on its own. It does mean that you're great at creating revenue. It doesn't necessarily mean that you've kept any of it. It might mean that you're deep in debt. It might mean that you're stressed out and working 90 hours a week. The revenue number by itself doesn't actually mean much. It's just one piece of the equation. This is why I am a context addict. Being in the business that I've been in for the last four years, where I'm in my clients' numbers all the time, it has made me a context addict to where I'm not interested anymore in the surface level numbers in a business. I want to dig. I want to dig into the numbers. I want to understand the real engine that drives a business forward. And I often find that the engine that the business owner thinks drives her business forward is not the same one as what I think drives her business forward. Because when I pull out all the numbers and I ask her about different events over the years that have actually created spikes in growth in her business, it turns out that I think those have a much, that have a much bigger impact on her overall success than she does. And then when she's packaging some of that advice into her programs, she's sort of glossing over what I think have been some of her primary drivers of success and she's packaging up others. Now, 
that doesn't mean she's wrong. It doesn't mean she's lying. And, and it doesn't mean she's unethical. It just means that it's hard as a business owner to sometimes look back at your own history and really understand it. Sometimes it takes a different set of eyes to say, oh, well, I see this happened three years ago. And it knocked over this domino and that domino and the other domino. And that really was a big factor in where you are today. But it's harder to see that when you're in it. It's hard for me to see that in my own business. So that's why I say, it seems very basic to me and very obvious that if someone is proposing to teach you how to improve your business in a general way, how to create a business from scratch, if someone's trying to tell you that they can do that for you, then you have to say, yeah, that sounds brilliant. It's worth whatever amount of money you're, you're asking me to pay you if after reviewing the realities of your business, the profit or the, uh, the revenue, the expenses, the profit, the debt, the number of hours worked, the, the amount of staff required. Once I understand all of that and I can say, well, actually you're running a business that I'm not that interested in running. I think that I'm looking for a business that's more like this over here. So you're probably not the coach for me. Or you review everything and you say, yeah, 100%, you are a person who can teach me what I need to know about creating the business that I want. There are business coaches whose finances will stand up to that scrutiny. That if they would publish all the details of their business finances, they would look that much better as a business coach. And let's be real. On the other hand, there are business coaches who tell a certain story and present themselves in a certain way that if their financials were exposed, you'd no longer be interested in hiring them as a business coach. See, part of the problem here is that business coaches know that beginners want comprehensive programs. And the reason that beginners tend to want comprehensive programs is because they're scared to fail. So they think, if I just hire the right coach, that coach will hold my hand and help me avoid all the failure. Well, for, first of all, that's not true. Second, even if it were true, it would be so boring and, and so uninteresting to actually have that be your, your journey. The failure is the only thing that gives your, your journey any flavor, any, any interest at all. It's the experiments that you run yourself as a business owner and sort of flop and like, oh, that didn't work and I feel sort of, sort of stupid now. Those things give you substance as a business owner. And so when you try to just fork over a big pile of money to a coach to help you avoid all that, you're putting yourself in a position to not grow and to not develop that substance as a business owner. You're actually putting yourself in a position where you just create this false dependency on this business coach. Business coaches understand that. They understand that lots of beginners want that comprehensive A to Z. I'll help you do it all. I can give you advice on all of it. They, they, they know that you want that. And they mean well when they offer it to you. But the reality is many, many of them don't have a track record of creating a business that you would be excited to run. The simplest way to get to that truth is to just ask to see their financials. The conversation goes like this. I'd like you to pay me $25,000 for business coaching. That sounds great. I'd like to review your financials. What? No, you're not going to review my financials. Oh, okay. I hope no one will hear this and say, well, this is very judgmental. Businesses are often in flux. 
if you, if you review my financials, you might see, well, I've had a bad quarter, but overall that doesn't mean I'm not an effective business owner. It doesn't mean I'm not an effective coach. I totally agree. I would never ask a business coach to expose her financials and to, to reveal them without being able to give them context and talk about them because every business has ups and downs. I, at this point in time, my revenue over the last, oh, I don't know, two, three, four months has been like in the $12,000 per month range. At my peak, I was in like the twenty twenty one thousand dollars $21,000 per month range. So if you just sort of took some of these numbers at random, you'd say, oh, that guy's failing. Well, I don't think I'm failing. I think that I've I've done some things well. I've done some other things not so well. Overall, I think I'm very good at what I do, and, and I can I can give context to these numbers, but but that doesn't mean I, I want to hide these numbers. I also don't sell myself as a business coach. If I were selling myself as a business coach, I kind of can't imagine saying to someone, you need to pay me a lot of money for business coaching, but I'm not going to share with you all of the relevant details that give real context to our relationship. See, I might even say if, if the coach, going back to our imaginary conversation, I'd like to be your business coach, pay me $25,000. That's great. I'd love for you to be my business coach and I'm willing to pay you $25,000. I'd like to review your financials. You may review those financials, find parts of them that give you some discomfort, like, oh, you're, you actually pay a lot out to staff. I don't really want a big staff. Or you might find, oh, you actually have quite a bit of debt. I don't, I don't want to go into debt and carry that debt for a long time. You might find some of these things and still say, but I'm still going to hire you because I can make my own decisions about staffing. I can make my own decisions about when and how much to borrow. I want your particular genius in product creation, uh, figuring out what offer I should make, figuring out how to price it, et cetera, et cetera. That's why I'm hiring you. And now when you give me advice, I have perfect context for your advice. You see, everyone's advice has bias in it. All of my advice has bias with it because that's unavoidable and, and it's beneficial because when you, when you ask someone for advice, you want their bias. The problem is when you, when you get the bias without the context, it's hard to make sense and make use of the advice. So if I've reviewed your financials, now I can say, ah, the advice you're giving me really fits in with what I've seen in your numbers. Now I can decide to what degree I'm going to implement your advice. Or if I'll tw tweak it, kind of take it my own direction. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think it diminishes the benefit of the, of the right business coach at the right time. It just gives more validity and more accuracy, uh, sorry, more context to the relationship that I think benefits the relationship. And also, let's face it, there are plenty of people who've labeled themselves as business coaches that if they really had to be as transparent as I'm proposing... They wouldn't get clients anymore. They might have to actually go create businesses that are worth modeling. And then they could go back to being a business coach if they chose to. But I think this would clean up a lot of the mess that we find in business coaching uh, these days or in people who label themselves as business coaches. It might also take some of those people who, who label themselves broadly as business coaches and want to char charge super high rates for very comprehensive programs. It might put them in a position where they'd have to say, you know, I really, because I can't stand up to the scrutiny right now of having all of my numbers available to my prospects, I should probably rebrand myself 
as an expert in a particular area of business. Because then it's okay if my financials are a little bit of a mess because I'm actually just talking to you about how to grow this part of your business or this particular aspect or you know I'm a sales expert or I'm a I'm a an offer creation expert or I'm a web conversion expert and then you sell more specific and probably higher benefit advice to people rather than a vague uh watered down, overly comprehensive program that may or may not even have value. And your numbers might prove that you're not even that qualified to, to sell. Listen, you guys know, I love the coaching industry with all of its warts. I'm in it. I've been in it for years. My clients are all in it. I love my clients. All of my clients are trying to do the very best that they can for their clients. I'm not cynical about this industry. I'm not cynical about the people in it. I think that there are times that we all get swept up in what we think we have to do in order to be successful. And in those moments, maybe we make offers we shouldn't make, and maybe we charge prices that we're not really worth for the particular program that we're selling. And what I'm proposing is a little more transparency and a little bit more of a, of a discerning prospect a person who's a little bit more willing to say, you know what, I would love for you to coach me, but I need to understand your business in more detail and with better context. If we had a little more of that, then I think there'd be fewer criticisms and less ammunition against an industry that I think does a huge amount of good for a huge number of people. Food for thought, just dropping that in your ear today. Marketmarkbutler.com if you want to agree or disagree with me, that'd be great. I hope you're having a fantastic week, and I hope this week you've been challenged and filled by the work that you're doing, and I will talk to you next Friday.